Mr. Derek Veenhoff. He's better known as Deke. Drinking liquor with DJ Deke, we out laughing. Yo, Deke. Okay, well, we're here. It's Decast episode 53, I believe. First video, video live in studio with Ezza of the Choom Gang. So cool, so cool. AKA Eric. Yeah. Second, second time on the podcast. Yeah, we come back every, every Soldier Boy comeback. Yep. We oh, there back. was a Soldier Boy comeback last time? Yeah, there was a Soldier Boy. What was that? that? Was, uh, what was so that? That was when he was going to box Chris Brown. Oh, right. Um, Right, right. They had right. their whole little thing going. But then they yeah, like every other beef, they just squash it. Just right? sort of once it's once people stop paying attention, they didn't they seem s- to care as yeah. much anymore. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we were just talking about <laughs> harm reduction and people who inject drugs, and people right, who that's how drugs. you say it. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about that whole discussion. I wonder if people even have that strong of a f- feeling on on this, unless you bring it up to them. Like, then it kind of, they get a gut reaction, which I think is some of the social media buzz that uh, we see from our peers and stuff. Uh, yeah. and it's like, um, do you know what I mean? They, they, I don't know, people, it's very upsetting for people that there are these programs, like we have one here in St. Catharines, um, harm reduction program, safe needle uh, injecting. You know, and the, the idea is, we were just talking about this before we started, is reducing harm to people. Right, people are supposed to be who we care about. Right, <laughs> who else are we going to care about other than people? But if there's a weird thing when people, when it's so foreign to them, they see somebody that is, uh, you know, does drugs or is addicted to drugs. They often like have a gut reaction where they feel, well, this person at some point chose to do drugs. They chose to do a gateway drug of some kind, maybe, and then now now they're, they've worked their way up. Now they're uh, injecting needles in the in the alleyways and it's yeah. not always how it works right some no. people have crazy <laughs> crazy life life situations that you couldn't even fathom of course whether they're abused or different things or homeless because of this or that whatever and then they find themselves in these terrible situations and a lot of it's mental health of course mental health Huge. issues that are just not checked not looked after people mm-hmm. who have like you know severe mental health issues we see them around the city you know it's it's a weird thing it's a, it is a touchy subject cuz Everybody has their own. What do you feel about it? I, I you know, I, I don't see how anyone could have a problem with harm reduction or you know, safe injection sites specifically uh, without them having some sort of like what what makes you mad about? That? I think the you know issue I mean? was that they were now uh, giving or this one particular was in BC or talking about was that they're now giving op opioids like i think the only difference really was in the news article that previous to this they were maybe they were supplying certain amount of drugs but not the opioids or something so now there's an article about oh hey they're adding opioids to the drugs that they give and then everyone's like what this is but it's like you guys don't understand you want those people to be off the drugs right so I'm getting all upset about it. You do. You want them to be get off the drugs, right. and so or, the, or die. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. And I if mean, you want it, them to die, then that's, that's just what I'm kind saying. Of, that, but that's that's what I don't understand. Like, what is it people want then? I if think they don't want them to get off the drugs in a way that's been determined by all medical professionals. I think professionals they think that it's easy. Way. I think they think that you they will do drugs more if you give them drugs. <laughs> you know, like they will. Yeah, in the short term, yeah. 
But exactly. do you really do you want them overdosing in your McDonald's bathrooms and your Hague Bowl Arena parks and stuff? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. Th- that's what I let's let's do something. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the way I see it. It is a step. It is something being done aside from let's just let the people uh, die. It is something. That's a very good point. It is something. And it's like, even if you don't believe that this is the best way or there must be a better way, the only way we find the best way is by trying shit. You know yeah. What I mean? If we try this and it fails, then let's then we try something else or we adjust it a little bit or whatever right. needs to be done. But right. this has been tested elsewhere. That's a good point. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like in Europe and in Vancouver and... Uh, not in the states yet, or, or there may be one. They're trying to get him going in the states, but uh, there's yeah, they have they have studies done on this stuff. Like, I, and you can read them. Like, I mean, they're just scientific journals that are out there on harm reduction, and um, you know, but there's all these different phenomena, like the not in my backyard thing, um, which I was reading a little bit about. People say not in my backyard, uh, not just for these types of things, but anything. Um, it's like a strange phenomenon. It's like NIMBY. It's called not in my backyard. What is what is that? Well, just where I don't, people I don't think I'm familiar. where people's uh, people would say, yeah, tax, uh, sure, tax these this group of people uh, for this reason X, Y, or Z, but not where I live. Right. Or like I think you should, yeah, we should have hospitals that do this thing, but do it over there. Or like build the, I want more highways, right? But not like don't build a highway by me. <laughs> right or like yeah. i want but, yeah. sure try give safe injection you know facilitate safe injections over there but not by me <laughs> I, I agree that it'll work but don't i don't want it over but, here. but what's the alternative is unsafe injections happening by you unfacilitated right right so that's I the mean, alternative yeah do people not see that that's happening around them regardless like Right, and when you go to put it in the mountains somewhere, like that's not where the drug at. Uh, you know, people who let's use drugs put them in are. a safe building with people who are medically professionally trained to deal with them. Yeah, yeah, they've already saved a couple lives here in the in the local one. Um, oh, I'm sure. I believe from some overdose um, situations, but uh, you know, people think about tax money too. But you think about all that's the ambulances that have to go thing, get them, like, the the doctors that have to deal with them. All these things are actually your tax money in other ways that maybe you're not thinking about to 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 dip broader into something broader that i think this taps into is like what what i've kind of been noticing and i think that this ties into directly is uh some of our peers people around our age group and younger similar to how in the states uh the election of trump has caused uh, an extreme left uh among people of our generation around our age group, mm-hmm. they often are extremely to the left. Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of that to the opposite happening here in response to Trudeau. I think there's a lot of people around our age who are going, this fucking, about everything. Mm. Um, and I think that safe injection sites is one of those things where it's like, we've been, like a lot of people around our age are enveloping that like American right attitude of like don't take my money to help these people yeah and i don't understand that because growing up nobody that i've known was ever talking like that but now all of a sudden that we've got this liberal prime minister that everybody thinks is a big sissy that you think that a bit of the conservative is coming out of some of us yeah it's a backlash the same way that young people backlash to trump in america right we've got young people backlashing to the liberal stuff in canada 
Yeah, it could be that. Yeah, because I think some of the people that were uh, discussing this in a negative light were seemingly liberal leaning people. Like I don't think you know what I mean. I I, I think there there can be plenty. Uh, you know, a liberal person, left uh, slightly left leaning person that adopts the conservative position on a thing like safe injection sites. Yeah, and they and, seem to on other things too, like. Oh. You know, like the, let's say something like universal basic income. Mm-hmm. I would see the same people against that, oh, okay. against right. safe so, injection Okay, sites. so they're becoming more of a centrist yeah. or something. I mean, There's like a centrist I've kind drone. of lost touch with even the spectrum of sure. left, right, yeah, yeah, center. Yeah. So perhaps I'm saying it wrong. Mm-hmm. But it seems to be the same people that are complaining that, you know, subways are taking ha- uh, ham out of the stores. The same people complain because of... Uh, the same people complaining oh. that they can't say Merry Christmas anymore. Okay, yeah. The same people complaining about all this stuff that I don't even think is actually an issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, and then those same people seem to be the ones upset about safe injection sites. Yeah. I wonder you know if I mean? it's, an, it's a purposeful move to the right of some people. Or if it's just like a catching the my surprise thing where all of a sudden their views are are now I don't know. I just think people hate Justin Trudeau. I think people do. Now he's got this S and C level on Yeah. And I think that that like anything that you know, that giving money to people in need is something that is now looked on as a pussy sissy thing. Yeah. Which as before that was just the norm is what we did. We helped refugees, we helped immigrants. We help people start new lives in our right. better country that right. we have. You know what I'm saying? It's it's cold six months of the year. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of open space. There's work to be done. Yeah. Our people would rather stay in the warm little sectors of fucking BC right by the Pacific Ocean and For southern sure. Ontario. Yep. We need people to come here and work. It's cold. We'll yeah, help you start they, your life. Yeah, and they do have, they have like a, a very strong vetting system. I mean, they it's like a merit-based system in Canada where they... You have like points and stuff, um, you know, different education levels. People think it's your so points. easy to just get into this no, country. No, our and friend of the show, Musab, was trying to get over here from Libya. He's already lived here. Um, <laughs> Justin <laughs> like, Trudeau said a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian, which Musab still is a Canadian, but he he's just trying to get through the point system right now to get back over here. Um, he's going to probably pop on the show soon as well. Oh, that's, to yeah, talk that's about that. important stuff to talk about because... There seems to be this stigma that we're just open, that we've just opened the gates and are just letting yeah. in everybody and helping yeah. everybody. And I think that same stigma ties into us helping, you know, people who inject yeah. with needles. You know what I'm saying? I think maybe you know what? Maybe it's because life is getting like financially and stuff, prices and consumer, you know, consumer price index, all that crap, whatever, and wages and stuff. People are. I don't want to say it's like. It's, it's not the Great Depression in Canada at all, but there's people that are coming up against, quote unquote, like harder times financially. Right. So maybe they kind of get this feeling like, oh, you know, I, I got all this stuff going on. I pay my bills. I pay taxes. And there's these junkies just out there doing whatever they want. And now we're just going to give them more money and, yeah. and give them free drugs. They're, you know, that's the attitude. But I think it's just a you got to stop, take a couple steps back and just think. What if I could be shown the you know the exact tax dollars and what I'm really spending when somebody overdoses in the McDonald's bathroom or something, right? Compared to what are you spending when this person now all of a sudden uh, has access to di- directly to these different services and stuff mm-hmm. to help them get off the drug. You know, another thing people were complaining about was uh, that the one uh, woman in the article 
got a job working at the safe injection place now. And it's like, what? You, but don't we want Them homeless people and jobless people to get jobs? We want like, to create jobs, do we not? Yeah, we create, you created a job, you got a junkie, sorry, it's not a, that's not the correct term to call that's them. What, that's what, what they, they call they, they would call right. them. Yeah. Off of the street, healthy, off of the drugs, and has a job now. And that's upsetting you? I'm sorry. I don't understand. Anyone listening, if you want to come on the podcast and explain that viewpoint, maybe I am mischaracterizing your viewpoint. See, I can point at the screen now because it's video. Yeah. You can see me unless you're only listening. <laughs> but, uh, and this is his show. So it's I my show. I can do whatever I, say, I want. I can do whatever. Yeah. You got to take it up with him on the show. Yeah. Uh, anything I say, don't approach me with. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, I'd be interested in hearing. Uh, what you have to say to Deke on Send this podcast, but uh, anything I say, I'm, I, I'm not educated. <laughs> this is all just coming from my heart. Man. I believe we should help people. Yeah. I believe that what seems to be happening, again, this is just my very broad spectrum viewpoint. Mm-hmm. I tend to look at things very broadly, whether that's correct or not. They probably should be looked at a little more closely. But I'm seeing, I think we get a lot of this from the states. Like, we have the internet now. Yeah, we're constantly flooded with everything from the states. We are more interested in their politics than our politics. Very much more interested. Yeah. When these issues come up in our politics, we look at them as if we look at them from the framing of American politics because that's all we're fed. That's, that's all we true. know. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. I don't think people our age would have these nauseous knee-jerk reactions against helping refugees and helping drug addicts and helping mm-hmm. people in need if if we didn't know about the tea party and and all this other stuff in the states where it's like all right so if you're against justin trudeau and the liberal uh you know bleeding heart nonsense then mm-hmm. you have to feel all of this because that's how it is down there yeah you know the categories I mean? whether they realize stupid. it or not i think yeah. that's just what's happening it's like you they start to take a side and be vocal maybe yeah they should just in a pattern just feel what you feel and have your position be what you want it to be regardless of what party it might align you with or whatever Mm -hmm. just but anyway everyone's entitled their opinion so if you're against safe injection sites that's okay that's okay it is but don't say stuff like they should all just we should load the needle yeah that was a little extreme and that's and that's not i don't want to categorize the like the come con- with something come with an alternative that's yes it. come with, come an, with alternative. an alternative that's true that's true aside from i'd rather them just be overdosing in the park where my kids play like mm-hmm. is that really what you want mm-hmm. well if that's not what you want then present something that might be a little bit better which to me is a safe injection site and not only that but how much do they think these things cost like the government doesn't have to pay that much for drugs. I guarantee it. They're, you know, it's very cheap. It's very cheap. Value. It's a few. It's a. It's like a few. Uh, the people there aren't several getting paid cents. that much. It's a few cents a, a a pill. These facilities aren't glamorous. You know what I'm saying? They're little. They're often in little shitty neighborhoods. It's true. You know what I mean? They're but not, people it's do not think that it's much. very expensive, which it's it's not as you expensive as could you probably think. pay for it with your yearly salary. So now you've got fucking however many yeah. people there are in Ontario yeah, chipping yeah, yeah. in a well, little the cr- tiny bit. The craziest thing Nothing. was this this one question in this one article we were talking about was in BC and the people are in Ontario saying it's my tax dollars going to, no it's provincial tax dollars from the BC government 65% of it whatever is provincial tax dollar like you're not paying that tax I mean you know if and it was a federal project then yeah okay but 
Do you see what I'm saying? They don't know the details. Clearly haven't looked into it or even realized how exactly it is coming out of their pocket. They just think it is. And one guy said, one guy said, uh, this is how the government makes money. And I was like, wait a minute. The government's paying for it with your BC residents, not even you, but a BC residents tax dollars and your they don't make the money because they don't have money. They only take tax money and spend it on stuff. They're not the government doesn't really like the government in North America, they run deficits. Like they don't really have they have your tax dollars mm-hmm. and they're spending it, but they don't have like they don't have a bunch of gold like we used to and stuff. Like they so but they the, there's a medical company, Purdue Pharma, that makes the drug. So they're make you could argue big pharma, you want to talk about that maybe, but to say it's the government that this is to hook them on drugs so the government can keep making money. And it's like, you're just not follow, You're not following. You, they always say follow the money. But some people are not following the money <laughs> to, to exactly where, you know, they're just saying the money comes from here and goes to there. But they're not actually. Google it, people. Again, I think that's adopting uh, an interest in more of an interest in American politics than, than Canadian politics. I don't know how right. shit works in Canada. But I know in the States, you know. I know how certain things work, and I'm sure it's the same with other people as well. And they apply they apply the thinking that they hear about on on CNN and Fox News or whatever the hell to to our situation. That's true. When, I think it's easier. It to doesn't do that. operate the same way. No, it literally does not operate the same way. Laws aren't made the same way. Yeah, we have the parliamentary system. It's they all have done the... completely different. You know? It is. But I could see that. I could see and how the people... president has way more power than our prime minister. Yeah, the executive I mean, people branch. People think Justin Trudeau is making all these goddamn decisions. He's just a fucking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's like any of them. They're all they're all figureheads at the end of the day. But the president is people. The president has power. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The the prime minister can't do a whole lot without the House of Commons, the Senate, all this being involved. right. Right. They they've one complaint that you see, not not just from one side of the aisle, but. I think generally in the states is that the executive branch uh, has a bit too much power. Certain, certain, you know, provisions or laws are passed over the years, and they slowly add more power to the executive branch for whatever reason. Like you know, maybe it's a wartime thing, and then it, there's a there's a there's a energy crisis thing, or maybe and they just they you know they give a little bit more power, not for any like big evil reason or something. It's mm-hmm. just how how it works and then all of a sudden you get a guy that just has like trump who just loves pushing all the buttons like he wants to push all the buttons of the spaceship before he his ride's over like you know (laughs) what i mean like he he's like i want to know exactly every little thing that i can yeah he's he's narcissistic with with. like he's unbelievable he's on a whole other whole other can of worms man but like i know that in canada none of these decisions are made involving taxpayers dollars without the utmost bureaucracy scrutiny uh, scrutiny research hoops being jumped through it's insane like it's insane everything in canada is regulated to such a degree where trust me they've any thought that you have Mm -hmm. possibly thought about it pro or con Mm -hmm. they've already thought of it probably years ago right and it's just taken years of bureaucracy to actually get the safe injection sites right there right you know what i mean so now that they're there, we want to start having these debates about it. But they've probably been having these debates about it behind closed doors. For well, yeah, a long time. And, and like we were they've saying, they've already figured it out. The science, the the the, the science has been, you know, discussed and uh, looked over, and you know, they there's a lot of. Uh, I mean, not to say there's no cons at all. There's certainly cons, but yeah. it's like 
you know, the cons that exist without them yeah, are far like, greater. Yeah, like what what thing in life has one solution that just cures everything? I mean, I think there's pros and cons to each solution. You're just trying to find yeah. which one's best. And if there were, you know, a hypothetical perfect solution, you wouldn't find it on the first try. You'd try a few that weren't perfect first, right. and then you'd fine-tune them until you find the perfect thing. So, you know, you got to spend money a little bit. you got to throw some money at the wall to try to solve a problem. It doesn't always work perfect, yeah. but you're going to learn something, and you're going to spend your money more wisely next time. You know? Yeah. I think the other thing, I've said this before probably, is that people myself included sometimes have strong opinions politically or whatever but they don't even write their mps like i've never written my mp but i care about certain (laughs) but but then it's like why haven't i obviously i don't care as much as i think i care about any given topic right well or wouldn't i write somebody or call somebody (laughs) like because you can do that that's not how uh, that's not just how we react we react with internet but and we the thing is we see more results from these revolutions that have started online and these uproars that start online you know what i mean our generation has seen more results from online uproars than anything maybe that's a big problem too because now everybody (laughs) thinks one tweet is going to change the world you don't see results from writing a letter to your mp he may not read that for weeks you can write a tweet somebody's going to see it that instant and it could go viral in the hour and all of a sudden somebody's changing something you know what i mean i'd be interested to see the stats on how many people write their mps is it going up is it going down is it the same um well it depends on over how long you're looking yeah i want to see over since the birth of time (laughs) (laughs) well i think it was pretty low at the birth of time it spiked (laughs) you know within the last century it probably probably. started dipping back down again but i think that that was a like for maybe our parents and perhaps before uh, i think that was probably somewhat normal how else would you how other than perhaps uh contacting a, a journalist of yeah. some sort and making a buzz in the newspaper the same way we do on the internet now right right maybe some people did stuff like that when they found that writing to their mp was ineffective but i'm sure a lot more people tried to write to their mps back then but hmm. it's just so funny like we don't we don't see like we're always trying to that's why they call us entitled and and lazy and because we we don't want to go through the proper channels to do anything. Yeah, like it's we true. want to be YouTubers and podcasters. That's and true. I do agree with thing. the stereotype. Like, the, <laughs> you know, some but of the, we succeed at it. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, that's I mean? true. A lot of us do fail at it, but a lot of us succeed at it. Just and like everyone wants to be a rapper, everyone wants to be a podcaster. Exactly. I'm trying to Here be everything. <laughs> Podcasting, drawing. Yeah, like. we don't want to go through the. We 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 all decided at a pretty young age that we don't like the step by step you know graduate college yeah. graduate i think that's being proven this. to be not it's the all best thing anyway. they're just robbing us they're just robbing us you gotta start your own thing all, or you gotta get a trade or whatever yeah you gotta do your own fucking thing man that's just, basically it um so it, it translates to why would why, why would i write my mp when i could be creative about it and come up with a, a an anecdote that you know goes true. viral on facebook maybe we need to try we can all keep making videos and be podcasters and stuff but we should also maybe mid-year resolution write our mps just see let's go back to let's basics and just see it. if it works because they're probably not getting a lot of mail maybe not no. here's the challenge to the listeners pick one political issue that you're passionate about and just write your local representative in this weird canadian government post-british colonial government system that we have see if it works it's interesting man it's very interesting interesting. um yeah everything is 
like uh, I work in the cannabis industry. Right. We'll go there. And Full I, disclosure. That, that's what's uh, got me to learn a lot about the way that things work in Canada. Mm-hmm. Because I say, you know, I see that uh, almost every step of the way uh, you're being uh, quality controlled one way or another. Everything is, is fine tooth comb. Yeah. I imagine that the same business, once it's federally legal in the states, and I'm sure in some states mm-hmm. that are running businesses right now, they can just do whatever the fuck they want. They grow it where they want it, how they want it. They process it where they want it, how they want it. They clean up after how they want it. Uh, they can package, advertise, sell it how they want it. Um, whereas everything in Canada is very, very regulated. And it's, again, there's pros and cons to that, right? Yeah. Um, but I've learned that that... Basically, it's taught me that nothing is just overlooked. Nothing right. is anything that we can debate about or that people want to debate about online. It's definitely been already discussed. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like pretty, everything yeah. in Canada that involves the taxpayers' money, that involves the government, right. is put through a million different channels before anything can get done. Mm-hmm. And to the people that are working in, in those areas, it's frustrating because they can't just do what they need to do. But it assures these people who are constantly complaining that their tax dollars are being blown by the government, mm-hmm. they take these steps to appease those people, and they'll never be appeased. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why somebody working in the cannabis industry like myself, I wish we just stopped trying to appease people uh, who, who, you know, who are concerned about things that they aren't educated about yeah. and just uh, do what we know is going to work. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. And just do it. Just go for it. Yeah. We, don't, we never just go for shit. We have all these conversations and stuff like that. Safe injection sites, we know it works. It works in BC, it works in Europe, but instead we got to go through a million channels to appease these people who, yeah, who are complaining. Yeah, that's the cost of running a government, especially when you have a bigger government, right? When The bigger your government and the more, I don't know, the more oversight and all that, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's like regulation, it's like... Uh, it's expensive you know and i'd rather live in canada than anywhere else you know don't get me wrong yeah i do think in the in federal i was a business runner i might not feel that way yeah i might be like i'm going to the fucking states make some money and not be regulated at every step of the way yeah i feel like i mean in the states i feel like it's still pretty regulated like um there's that did you see that murder mountain netflix doc no Um, it's really good it's uh, about Humboldt County in California. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so yeah, I it's gotta just check that it's out. all the like different crime and there's, there's murder mountain. There's like a you know a murder in the story, but uh, it's about like kind of the vigilante aspect of, or uh, not vigilante like uh, what's the word I'm looking for like a like a outlaw. Yeah, outlaw outlaw um, situation there where a lot of the grow ops are illegal and some are trying to become legal and it's pretty expensive like for some of them it's devastating yeah. their um their well that's happening here right now yeah. yeah but um yeah no i don't know so um i don't think that there definitely are regulations but it's the same thing with like let's say the food service restaurant mm-hmm. industry like you know in some states anyway i'm sure it's, it's different than others i know state by state it's a lot different there than it is province by province here but like for example someone could sell food out of a gas like sell food that they've cooked to somebody as a meal out of their like you know mm-hmm. corner store and be like oh i run a restaurant out of the side of my corner store they can do stuff like that like you know you see on these all these food network things all these little hole in the wall places mm-hmm. that are like complete grease shacks but mm-hmm. they serve these delicious big portions for cheap and they get famous for that mm. 
you can't do that in Canada because everything needs to be up to all these codes. And in right. Canada, you walk into these absolute beautiful places, but you know you're you're spending a lot of money on tiny portions or whatever it is. It's yep. a whole different culture. So I think regulations uh, they definitely exist in the states, but I think there's a lot more like, hey, if this is what's going to make my business money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then I'm doing it. You know what I mean? That's the kind of, uh, well, that's the American dream. It is. You know? that, and that's why. And you can't take it away from them or they're causing a fucking fuss, you know? And in Canada, it's like, all right, we'll do it. We'll do what you need us to do. Whatever you need us to do, we'll do it. We're more submissive. So since we're in the political realm still, we went back and forth for a moment on that AOC video that you posted. You Oh, the... Um, um, the Now This one? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was just, maybe I just wanted to pick your brain and like... Uh, because you said you want her to be the president of, <laughs> president the, world. of the world. <laughs> what yeah. do you like? Just um, what do you like about her? Just like the whole package, or you just like like her um, fieriness? Like yeah, I I you know what I you know kind of seem anti-establishment a little bit. Yeah, like, and I think that um, maybe it's not my business to talk about this as a male, but I think that as a female uh, leader. I think that she is uh, very appealing. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean that in like a she's attractive way. I mean like she is like, she has the feminine power qualities sure. that are appealing to I think everybody. Right. Uh, something that Hillary Clinton, for example, doesn't necessarily right. have being like a, a rigid, uh, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, she she's was a different one. She's definitely got something going on. And it, I like the way that she presents her her perspective you know right. uh she always lays things out in a very interesting way she's very interesting and engaging to yeah. listen to mm. um and it, it reminds me of like early obama in a way that mm -hmm. that she captivates people and she cap certainly captivates me every time yeah. i see her talk but i'd be lying if i said that i knew all the ins and outs of her like full like policy agenda, wise or policy like, wise yeah, yeah, yeah. but every every clip that i've seen of her yeah. i really haven't found anything that i disagree with sure. yet and i certainly love how she puts it across and i think that her whole vibe is just very respectable, right. but also, uh, you know, it's strong and respectable and commands respect, but it's also, like, soft and feminine, and I don't know. She just, I think, has a lot going for her. Right, and I'm just more curious than anything. I'm just interested in why people choose different political figures or why they follow them or whatever, and mm -hmm. now this just, I don't know, it just irks me. It's like a... It's like a I don't uh, like the way that they package things. That's yeah, no, sure. it's always, they're just like, it's uh, owned by one of the Huffington Post guys, but it's it's like, it's always a uh, Reza Aslan or some sort of like, I mean, it's obviously a biased uh, source, like it's super, super <laughs> yeah, left-leaning. it's pretty, pretty clear, yeah. But uh, I don't know, her, her whole thing is like, uh, it seems very much like to me kind of put on and condescending in a way um like the way that she says that the right you know uh, complained about my dancing and then it was my clothing and then it's like and now they're attacking my boyfriend for having an email i feel like it's yeah. not that's not really why she's being criticized she's being criticized by because of like economic policy like, like keynesian viewpoint of like let's just tax the rich super high and like you know get amazon out of new york because they're big and rich and it's like anti well uh you know that whole thing where it's, it's i don't want to call it like you know communism or socialism but that, that's the extreme view where people from the right say oh the you know democratic yeah. socialism well it's yeah. just socialism it's like eh, it's a mix of things well um, we have that here pretty much and it you know we, yeah we, we i mean we, we have live pretty good you know we have yeah like like straight up socialism, socialism as far as like owners gov you know 
state ownership of production and that kind of thing, like the actual Soviet Union kind of socialism. Yeah, you see it in countries that, you know, it doesn't work. Um, and then people always point to Scandinavian countries mm-hmm. as a as a well look it works there, look but it's, they're not even really socialist either. Apparently, they're they're more of a mix too. Um, yeah, they have no, free market uh, things, so totally. they have like a large welfare uh, state, but they have free market policies. They like, socialize necessities mm-hmm. <laughs> the way that we kind of do. They also don't have minimum wages in those countries, which is a weird thing. They really? Have, yeah, they have like a it's called a collective bargaining, so it's a union situation where. The union agrees on, okay, our union workers have to get paid at least this much, but they don't have a federal minimum wage, which is... That's kind of an okay way of doing things. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's somewhat, hey, it works for them. It's um, like uh, it's giving power to the people in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing I'm learning lately more is, and people might disagree with me too on this if you have certain economic views, but like to attack the rich or say that, well, we can get all the money from the rich you know, tax them 70%, it'll be fine. We used to do it, you know, used to be 98% or whatever, and that's that was the booming North American economy, whatever. You try to make these historical arguments and say that, like, but, but you're missing the logical points, which is, like, people who, okay, once that rich person is fed up with how much he's being taxed at that high level, well, a lot of them are mobile. They can move to another country, do their business elsewhere, or they can they will just stop working that much. Because if if seventy or eighty percent is going to the government, I mean, why would you work as hard as? Right. See, the idea is like you're capping achievement. Like the socialism kind of viewpoint, if you look at it very broadly, I think is that you're capping achievement. You're saying you can only make this much. Like American Dream, we want everyone to do the, you know, be wealthy and be well off. But once you get too wealthy, now we're determining. Okay, this is the wealth cap. You can't have more than this. Who needs a billion dollars? Or who needs $10 million? Like, I don't need that much. But but when you run a business that costs this much, you're going to need $10 million to pay your overhead. People forget that, like, as your wealth grows, your expenses grow. It's not like you just get things that were – you got to maintain everything. And no one's just, like – if, if your taxes are paying for more of your lower income employees' necessities, then couldn't you sort of, you know – I don't know. I feel like it, it's got to benefit them in some way as well. Which specific thing? Like if, if somebody who is a business owner and yeah. is rich and has reached that level of achievement where they say, okay, now you're in a higher tax bracket, you've yeah. got to be tax high. Right, right. If we're living in that system, then mm-hmm. by logic, that person's employees are being taken care of by the tax dollars that that person is paying because they're paying less tax dollars. So now you have happier because the rich are being taxed more well, than the poor in this situation, right? I might so, be confused on on if I don't mean to, if I don't understand your exact point. Like so, the the work the employer who makes you know if he's capped or if he starts to get taxed higher, are you saying that because the workers in this scenario would be because they're um, are you saying their taxes would be lower that they should be lower? I'm saying if you're saying if they they would benefit from from the the, the taxing of that yeah rich exactly money. because a rich a person who makes I don't know what the salary let's sure, say a sure. million dollars a year yeah, getting yeah. taxed a certain percentage right that percentage is going to pay for a lot more necessities of the lower income people than if they were taxed at that same, right okay you know what I mean? right so the counterpoint to this is that is that that actually makes it makes things more expensive indirectly because like 
when you stifle the business or the, you stifle the business uh, the corporate business or entrepreneur he he then things get more expensive for him like more regulation more taxes so he actually would like to pay his workers or, or rather the products might become more expensive or like it becomes more expensive for him to do business therefore like the workers actually suffer in a way right. like so the the philosophical idea i think is the more free market like the more freedom you give the businessman or the corporation in in that sense they're going to try and get prices low for the, here's the other thing about uh, maybe i'm jumping around here but maybe we'll circle back to it but corporations or big companies the only reason they get so rich is cuz they're making life easier for other people like they're making ipads or they're making right. so like it's this weird it's this weird big thing where we all want all these toys and and phones and stuff so we want the corporations to exist and to flourish mm -hmm. right cuz the more they flourish the more they can innovate the more which is maybe a strange thing because we're is it greed that we want all this stuff for is it necessity like do like what is um, that's my other point about this stuff maybe is like what is necessity you know uh internet bill phone bill clothing mm -hmm. different things that we spend money on that we say uh we need money for or we want things to be we don't want prices to keep rising right we we want like things to be affordable yeah. and stuff but maybe i'm not attacking the the issue the most direct way but i i feel like that's the general outlook is that the more you stifle business the harder you make it for them to flourish which the flourishing of that business actually actually is directly helping the workers because that's their paycheck that's their bonuses right. or their whatever but these people are often very very greedy all right so if the and not all of them of course there are some business owner you know owners of giant soulless mm -hmm. corporations that i'm sure have well sold. bill gates is brought up as, a, as an example yeah obviously he's which a good he example. thinks the aoc's tax but, thing is crazy by the way too oh, fair but enough. he um and you know he's smarter than i am certainly <laughs> so but um but anyway uh it's like do you your your employer can be doing well and still fuck you over you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It often happens. Mm -hmm. Employers, you know, if they're you're an owner of a business and your business yeah. is doing really, really, really well, and your yeah. your power is unchecked, and you see an opportunity to, you know, let's say, buy these really because my business is doing so well, mm -hmm. now I can afford these machines and I can just fire these fucking people. Now I'm going to buy these machines that can do their job, and now they, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. why are we I assuming that these corporation owners care that much about the workers? I think yeah. the government getting involved and saying, okay. You're this level of rich. We're going to take this much money from you but isn't that to theft? ensure that, <laughs> right? Because it's a, it really like it kind of it's taking money. It's, yeah, it's sanctioned yeah, theft. It's still yeah. It's but you got to pay taxes. But who? To, but to who's, live, right? Yeah, that, I guess. The, so then all taxes is theft. Oh yeah. So just because we're saying we're taking more from this person, but you're you're still taking care of the you're making sure well, that you're everybody's necessities are. But taken it's care theft of. from one person and given to another. I think is the thing like. But yeah, we tax everybody. Yeah. But we're saying this particular person, we're going to tax. We're going to take more. Um, and yeah, that I I don't see the issue because they're mm -hmm. fine. You know what I mean? That person's not going to suffer. Well, but their business could suffer, like because they the if you but can't so make is every so is their competition. If like if all of them are being but treated see, don't the want... same way, then why are any of them above any of the other ones? I think I think what. What it comes down to is is we might be forgetting the relationship between the worker and the employer. Like some people think that um, 
that somehow if we you know these we look at we look at these corporations as like greedy and somehow like evil maybe that's a strong word but like and no, we think not, like a, like a large they just don't care but but I mean, they're providing people. jobs, right? Like because they thing. have to. <laughs> well, no, they don't have. They to. provide no. jobs as they need to. Exactly. As soon as there's a cheaper option, they will fire people, lay people off like it's no, like it's nobody's business. Sure, but I mean, automation. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a strong issue that's going to be approaching North right. America too. But I mean, so to but me, automation aside, like if a corporation is is screwing you over, you know, giving you not the right wage you want or something you can move to another job you can know that's the whole thing about like you know they say like throw your resume out every three to five years if you're at a place just to see what else is out there and stuff you have mobility you can choose i think but it's not that you know it's not that simple to just go to another job the job market is very difficult there's a lot it's not that simple but but if someone's screwing you over if they're like if you're like i'm at a job right now and i'm like I'm not paid enough. You know, I don't know. It does come down to yeah, personal there's, feeling. There's like, long-term screwing over, and then there's, oh, I see a cheaper opportunity to move my business elsewhere, so I'm just going to lay these people off unexpectedly, and now they're just fucked. There's no preparation for that kind of screwing over. You know what I mean? And that shit happens. But people you know get laid off, and, and they get severances and stuff, Sure, that's it, you know? But I feel like making the, sort of making the corporation or the the businessman is like, He's screwing people. I mean, I don't... I mean, it's just me personally, maybe. I don't see it as screwing someone over when you're providing them a job. Like, you know, you think you maybe said they what they have to do it. Or, like, I don't feel like they have to do it because someone chooses to be an entrepreneur or start a corporation, right? Yeah, but if they want their business to succeed, they need employees. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's a necessity. you got to provide a job to somebody if you, right. you need an employee to run your business. Like, mm-hmm. they do need the employees. I think if the need of a certain employee was outgrown and became financially uh, replaceable, yeah. they, they have no problem just laying people off and getting rid of people, you know? Um, but if their power is checked a little bit by the government, you know, then mm. perhaps they will care a little bit more about people. And when you say, so when you say power checked, should they, like, what is the um, thing that they're... Uh, like, moving? where the, like, the you know, where their money, where their ridiculous amounts of money are going. Okay. So, like, <laughs> you're going to lay off a bunch of employees and, and buy another private jet. Okay. You know I mean, we're going to say... Let's tax you more and put that into healthcare and education right. instead, so that you're not just throwing money around and still right. could potentially fuck your employees. But over. like you said, we do have cases like Bill Gates or these other people. Who Minority are, though. Well, I don't know how small it is. I mean, it varies, I guess, between d- different pr- different people. And some people do say, like the you know, oh Jeff Bezos, yeah, he only puts this much money to charity. And in fact, it's it's some other loophole where you know he's not even really giving it to charity he's got this other account that it goes into or something i don't know like it's stuff that's too deep for me to yeah read and into. i don't you know what i mean if there's an effort being put forth to, to give some of your money then that's good i think the illusion is that wealth, you know wealth is sort of generated by like the government or something it's or that or rather that when you have wealthy people in a society it means that everyone's suffering because of their wealth but i think it's actually it's actually that um the wealth actually creates all the living standard for the country when you have wealthy corporations and individuals that are creating products that we all use on a day-to-day basis and making all the food that we buy from the grocery like this system if you allow it to flourish by not not taxing anyone or anything right mm-hmm. 
But I guess the argument is always where's that perfect, you know, tax line or whatever where There's you know percentage no really perfect balance. But I think that's why it's like a fluid thing where we're you know. And every situation is different, but I I think that maybe I'm cynical in this regard, but I feel that if you were to ask most people that if they drop dead tomorrow, if the CEO of the company they work for mm-hmm. will not just go about their business the next day like nothing ever happened, I think most people would say that that's the case. Like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. know. What I, mean? I, I don't. I, I don't I, feel like CEOs are like not human. I feel like they. No, but it's they like do they, care. They'll be like, oh, you know what I mean. But they. Oh, he's they, dead. Send him some flowers. Send his family. Some yeah, flowers. like that's kind no, of the joke, I mean, the meme of it. But like, I think it's a but, little extreme. View of to course, say, you know. But 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 drop dead might be extreme. But it's yeah. like they they don't care about your life. You know what I mean? They don't really care about your personal life at all. I mean, I don't know. I would have to look at it in a corporation. It depends how many people work for the corporation, but it's like, I don't know, man. I feel like people are people, and yeah, there's people out there that are greedy or that want to, like, let's hold back features of the phone or the car until the next year's model that we already have the technology to put in now for free, but let's hold it back just so we can make more money next year when they buy the the next new phone, right? Mm -hmm. But in a way, you're never forced to buy anything. So, like... We don't have to buy that new phone that comes out, or we don't have to get that new mm-hmm. car. So I feel like there's so much freedom and choice actually built into the system already that people take for granted and don't recognize as freedom and choice. Of course. And we kind of want the government to come in and like, like a big brother, like come in to fix the situation by, like, taxing my boss or this corporate, you know, this corporation way higher than they so because they got all the money. So take all that money, put it into social services, but. We forget that government sometimes is f- pretty bad at administrating all that stuff, and it like takes a long time. It's really expensive, and these sometimes it indirectly affects us, like in a way we didn't think about, like the consumer price index, or like mm-hmm. you know, in the states, the Federal Reserve printing money and quantitative easing, all these things they try to do to to administratively control the economy, mm-hmm. right? It actually, it's like. We think it's going to work. You massage everything out and kind of like put a bunch of regulations and, and, and caps on different things and it'll all work perfect. But seemingly every time they try it, it blows up in their face and they're like, what happened? Who could have seen 2008 right. coming? Right. Let's do it again. Like you know, the dot-com crash and then they change interest rates artificially and then it like blew up again. And then, you know, they keep having these, these crises and people are saying the next one that we're just in right now is going to be some people are saying it's going to be worse than the 2008 one. Uh, I think I think the idea is Canada's a little more we're not going to be right. as affected just as much uh, same as Europe and stuff they're not going to be probably because it's not we be, tax the shit out of people. <laughs> hey, <laughs> That's probably know. why we're going to survive the recession. High taxes. Raise raise all the taxes. I don't know. No, I, I, I again, I don't know enough about this to really But it's interesting though. I don't know either. I, I enjoy talking about it because I like hearing what other people have to yeah. say about it too. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially hearing the devil's advocate cuz to me like I do have kind of a blind bias toward like there's this much money. Yeah. Let's make sure that this much of it is going toward, you know, helping people mm-hmm. in need, you know, regardless what the situation is. Yeah. So it's like, to me, it's like the people that have more money should be willing to part with some to ensure that everybody else is good. Right. Know? Which is, is, let's say that worked. Let's say it works um, in practice. Let's just say it does. It's interesting because uh, 
I know we kind of went over this already, but when we were talking about the morality of it, like it is taking, but we, we seem to think that like, we can just choose to take a higher percentage of this, of rich people's money because we think it'll work, but like we can't get around the morality issue for some reason. Like it's still logically there where it's like, it is taking, you just, we're all voting to, you know, take a bunch of this person's money. It's like they, they earned it and stuff, right? Like we're already, <laughs> yeah well they did they often they, start off in much better positions than you know what i mean it's like very yeah, but is that their very, choice you well, know no, if they're, they're an error or something is that what you mean like if they're like well no more than it's uh you know a poor person person's choice to be born into a poor family so mm-hmm. why should they have to suffer because somebody else was lucky to be born into a rich family you yeah know what I, mean? I think it's i think nobody wants people to suffer i think it's an illusion that like one party or another wants certain groups to suffer i feel like Everyone would love if it was like utopia. Of course. But it's the different routes and our philosophies and what we, how we think we get to utopia, right? Yeah. Which is, I think, the, the craziest part is if you just sit on Netflix, start watching some Stalin and Soviet Union documentaries, you get like real into it and just go, wow, like these guys were, it's just interesting that people try to get to a utopia. They don't necessarily like start off wanting death and destruction but that becomes their road to <laughs> get kinda, to kind of fucking crazy yeah, yeah it's crazy like you know like let's do a coup and stab these people yeah. this royal family and then yeah. get in there and do this and that and then uh, then there's world wars and then it's like you think that's why our generation is very indifferent and just has podcasts and does videos about it and makes music and art about because it because we don't want the death and destruction <laughs> because it's like we feel like any attempt at actually getting involved and in doing involve something killing somebody or going to jail or like you know what i mean Maybe. like historically it doesn't seem to go well for too many people yeah, you know what i, I mean they they get shit done you know revolutions happen they do and work. changes man <laughs> but it's like uh we live pretty cozy lives i think yeah. we're better off just chilling was it mal that said revolution comes at the barrel of a gun or something yeah it's like yeah it, it does it's like it it's certainly it's ugly you know what i mean it's ugly and we live pretty comfortable lives so that you know and that's another thing you know yeah. again i'm you know i'm a people would say that i'm not a lefty I'm, there's a lot of things that uh that i do agree with about our generation it's like why why do you why you get outraged about certain little things like this outrage culture and Mm -hmm. shit that's very like you know and again i'm not uh i'm not as against uh, a lot of people are in outrage about the outrage like there's this anti i'm in outrage about the outrage about the outrage actually that's how i feel right now (laughs) there's there's layers to this shit it's like yeah i'm not as anti-pc you know as some people are that are just constantly like oh you can't fucking talk anymore blah 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 you can't it's like all right if you're on television you yeah. can't say certain things yeah, but yeah, when yeah. you're with your buddies you can still talk yeah shit. when you're yeah. with regular people you can still talk shit uh-huh. when you see a muslim person they will say merry christmas to you before you say merry christmas to them right i worked in retail during all of the height of that shenanigans yeah yeah and I will tell you that foreigners would go out of their way to be yeah. the ones to say Merry Christmas because they don't want you to think that they're like You're that. like, excuse me, sir, you know I'm I mean? a Muslim. Uh, How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> one of these days I should pull that, like, excuse me, sir. That's uh, very I'm inappropriate. Not, I don't celebrate um, Christmas. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. I, but at the same time, uh, you know, there, there are things that I'm like, okay, 
you're reaching on certain things. You know what I mean? But a lot of it's blown out of proportion. I don't think that outrage is as crazy. Like people, it's not. It's magnified. It's, it's magnified. magnified. Yeah. yeah, it's not like that in real Most life. Most people are just chill. I've never met these people. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? It's all on the internet. It's all just in articles. It's yeah. all very. It's this vague thing that we think is happening. It does where, happen on school campuses and stuff. I guess you see these videos of different things, like uh, different events and little protests here and there. Yeah. You know, even like, that I think is blown out of proportion. I think it's just people, young people that are very lost and they're in college university and they're trying to adhere to some you know group or political ideal and they just get dug in and then they just start wearing the same flag it becomes their identity yeah because they're at an age where they're looking for an identity too and they're you know it's it's very convenient Mm -hmm. that all this uh identity politics is happening Uh, Mm -hmm. so for people who are young uh and don't necessarily haven't really discovered themselves yet it's so easy to latch on to uh you know calling out racists and calling out transphobes yeah. and calling out homophobes and yeah. because you don't know what's going on in your own soul you're trying to look at other people and say well you're this and you're that and you're that and uh you know a few years ago i would have found myself on one side of it but now i'm like i, I start to yeah. i start to like the old like award shows and stuff like that now it's like the overcompensation toward uh you know giving people of color recognition and giving gay people yeah it's an overcompensation and they make a big to me that's i don't know i feel like if i were uh you know a gay person or a black person or or i would almost be more offended by this big song and dance that they're now putting on to say well we honor you so much and all this right 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 it's like hey you know, you ignored normal. us all these years. We made us think about it. You don't have to put on a big fucking show now, you know? <laughs> exactly. Almost every, like, Hollywood production, every, like, you know, entertainment mm-hmm. Hollywood thing is all now, like, overcompensating yeah. to uh, to make sure that, you know... And it's like, I'm all for people being included in everything, but it's like, we can do that without the big song and dance. It almost still feels like there's an agenda and there's a transparency It's definitely to gotten it. deeper into that kind of and way so of it's gotten to where I'm now turned off. I used to be the one that was speaking out against yeah, racism yeah. and homophobia yeah. and, and all that stuff. I was that guy. And now, now we're I'm racist like, and homophobic. Now <laughs> I'm racist and homophobic. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I, I, my, my views haven't changed. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that was a joke, folks. Yeah, of course. But, um, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't understand. I feel like, uh, a lot of it just makes me cringe because it's like, yeah, because I think, I think it's, it's, I think both sides of everything is just ramped up. Everything's on steroids and kind of, it's like the Terrence McKenna thing. It's like complexity is just getting more complex and complex. And we're moving towards like the object at the end of time, the eschaton or something. And it's object zero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, singularity or whatever singularity, yeah. but uh it's 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 because look crazy. you have this jesse smollett thing you're familiar with this whole no. story it's the the african-american gentleman from uh the show called empire okay. never heard of it before that's like 50 cent show isn't it is it yeah. oh, okay so he's he's no been that's in, power sorry that's power oh yeah power is 50 cents he's been in the news for a couple of weeks because basically in chicago he he said that he was attacked by two white guys that were wearing MAGA hats. This happened just after the um, the MAGA hat kid thing. Okay, yeah, with the with Native the, American with the Native dude that was also a blown out of proportion also blown story. out of to- yeah. totally reversed. But anyways, <laughs> we'll just move over that one because that one's old now. Yeah. But uh, so this guy said he was attacked by two white guys that jumped out of him at two a.m. at a subway, put a noose around his neck, poured bleach on him, and said, "This is called him the N word and the F word. He's gay." And said, uh, "This is MAGA country or something." 
And like he kept this the noose on or country. something, and the co- he wouldn't give the cops his phone because he's like, oh, there's personal stuff on there. It just seemed fishy from the get go. Right. But everybody who's running for president from the Democratic side tweeted, like, you know, this is horrible. We got This is crazy. Blah blah blah. We can't let this happen. It's like it was fake. Didn't you guys see how fake it was from the beginning? Who in yeah. Chicago? There's MAGA hat. No, that's, that's <laughs> and stuff. Like, yeah, there's no. no MAGA hats in, chi- no. in downtown Chicago. There's no racist white people in Chicago. And it turns out it was two guys from Nigeria. Really? <laughs> it was like a ex lover or someone and then someone else who worked on the show was a oh something an intern or something like that. It was some. It was orchestrated. So now it's coming out today. Or last night, the Chicago police are saying it's now it's turning out that this was an orchestrated yeah. act, and, and it's like, dude, that's really bad. Yeah. Both for all reasons, for all sides. <laughs> Literally that's really every bad. angle of yeah, that is like horrible. there's nothing good about that at yeah, all. Like you, and he fun. went on ABC News and was doubling down on the whole story. Like I would never lie about this. I care too much about people who, who you know, are involved in hate crimes. I would never lie about something like this. It's like. Dude, this is... This you went pretty far for yeah. that fucking lie. I, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't so, know. But that's the, just one example, again, of like these more extreme stories that yeah. come out that people believe right away and then believe, oh, that must be America. Yeah. Every other person it's in America sad. must be this racist. It's sad because the, because there are there is so much truth to it and it is in so some, real. Yeah, there, there are other the, things the that do happen. The prison industrial system is real. The police brutality thing is real. Right, right, right. The, you know, it's all real. Why are we focusing on... Gucci sweaters and fucking all this other shit. It's like no or Takashi six nine or Takashi. You know what I mean? It's like there there's real fucking racism out there. You know what I mean? You know, uh, yeah. The Gucci sweater was kind of funny. What is that? Like, Sorry, the, you're not you're no, not aware I'm of not up on that one. This is uh this is only over the last few days. But there's a big rap boycott of Gucci, which okay. is why earlier when I messaged you, I said we Gucci. Yeah, but like, we're no not. Way, not yeah, Gucci. yeah. It's a big rap boycott of Gucci because they've uh, Gucci released this sweater, which is a black. They call it a, ba- a balaclava sweater. So mm-hmm. it's a black turtleneck sweater, and the turtleneck comes up right over your mouth like mm-hmm. a balaclava. Okay, so yeah. imagine a totally black sweater, but with a mask attached. Okay. So it's kind of dope. Mm-hmm. There's a hole where the ma- a hole around your mouth, right? So it literally looks like a balaclava built into a sweater. The problem is. <laughs> and it's like it's it is it's bad it's really bad okay but (laughs) the focus on it is out of proportion and that that's what i'm trying to say is like there's things that are actually racist but wait what's bad about it so let so this let me yeah you should pull it up just uh, google uh young jamie google uh racist gucci sweater um the problem is there's a red outline around the mouth hole that looks like big red lips oh so it's a black face sweater that's racist as fuck, apparently. But I got big lips. And not like that, you don't. Pretty close. <laughs> it looks like black face specifically, though. Not like a black person's yeah, face. Like X. No, see, that <laughs> you do, you do kind of look like Malcolm X. Um, Malcolm X is like, that's a black man's face. But the Gucci sweater looks like blackface. It looks right, like the... Like, okay. like the... I forget the, the white... Uh, the white. like that old cartoon... Yeah, yeah, like the 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 traditional, yeah, exactly, the traditional racist image of black people, and a lot of European uh, fashion and art invokes yeah. that image. Um, so anyway, so Gucci puts out this blackface sweater, and Ti and Fifty Cent and Soldier Boy, who used to call himself Big Gucci Soldier. All these no people yeah, yeah. are coming up and boycotting wow, Gucci. Rap, so rap lyrics aren't even gonna have Gucci in it anymore for three months. 
They're boycotting. <laughs> they're boycotting Gucci for three months. So does this Floyd met to all um, the rappers? Or that see, to- here's the thing. Now some people are starting to. This is where this whole like. You guys reach a little bit sometimes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a fucked up sweater. They should probably take that off the market. But it's not it's not it didn't cause anybody any serious pain. It's funny. The other point it's is hilarious. also no one said it's not like they sat down in a room and said, Let's make a racist sweater, guys. Yeah. Someone fucked, fucked up. up. Just like the it's, what's that other one that happened? The H and M Yeah. Best gorilla in the jungle. It's like, and they had a black kid wearing it, but but do you I really think they sat and go, let's get the black kid to wear the the gorilla sweater? That'll be because that don't they know they're going to get in trouble? Exactly, they don't do it at purpose. They're just dumb. It's exactly. people doing dumb things. It's a stupid, silly mistake that a really, it's really stupid. fashion. And but the problem is that a lot of famous black people have been uh, advocates of Gucci. Exactly, so they feel like they, as a culture, have been let down because. They feel like they like Gucci and hip hop culture have always been intertwined. So for Gucci to do something so over, like to have that type of oversight, which I agree is a really big oversight, uh, especially when you sell to a lot of black people, you're going to do they have a white version of that energy. sweater? No, the that's lips? the sweater. There's only black anyway. And red. Okay. So that being said, uh, Floyd Mayweather came out with a big statement and said that. You know, rappers boycotting Gucci is the most hypocritical thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Your music destroys Sizzle. young black people with drugs and violence okay. and all this stuff. And you're going to get mad about a sweater, this and that. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're going to, bo- why aren't we boycotting them for life instead of just three months? Why aren't we boycotting? He named all these other brands that Gucci like owns and is affiliated with yeah. that aren't being boycotted. Money He's like, if weather. this really did this much damage to the black community, this little stupid sweater, yeah. then we really should do more than, you know, than just boycott Gucci for three months. Right. He's like, he's like, it's just rappers whose careers are failing, trying to make something a big political statement. Hmm. I'm like, huh, that's very interesting. Uh, Kodak Black came out and said sometimes black folk really be reaching yeah that was the exact quote i like kodak i think kodak's kodak's great he sees things from all angles yeah now again i i it is an offensive sweater um (laughs) and there's a lot of offensive shit that goes down but i feel like energy could be redirected toward the actual horrible shit that happens which is real you know what i mean it's very true and we will forget Gucci about sweater this sweater is not hurting anybody this will be you know what I mean? th- they'll forget about the sanction in a couple of days rappers are still gonna wear gucci still gonna that's rap about it. it's still gonna happen it's you can't boycott that that's already yeah. ingrained in the whole but thing. anyway i i still you know it's not even it's not even my business to speak on but it, it was just the most recent example of something weird that sweater i feel anyway. got blown out of proportion totally but even the um like you mentioned the whole gorilla thing like i years ago i heard paul mooney who's fucking awesome uh he gave he i don't know if it was part of a bit or part of an interview or something but he was like he's like i don't even understand this association with black people and monkeys he's like monkeys have light skin like if you shave a monkey a monkey's actually white uh-huh. It's like there's no black monkeys, like <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like it's like point. monkeys are actually closer to white. They have thin lips. They don't have big lips yeah. at all. You know what I mean. So I I don't understand where this like when Roseanne got crucified for that. I'm like I didn't see ape as 
like I don't see eight monkeys in black. Sure, I don't have sure. that connotation in my head at all. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, monkey black person, to me, it's like, that's you that is thinking that. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't see, I don't understand that. Like, that's just a weird thing to me. It's probably just an old racist thing that's just been ingrained in the in the language. I guess it is. Like, I guess it's an old fucking thing. Just like this this image of blackface with the big red lips that yeah, I've never seen somebody actually look like that. Is there that. a boycott ever in the history of life that has actually like worked exactly on what it's trying to work on like a boycott of <laughs> I, don't like, I don't know right i, I don't boycotts, know boycotts do they really work somebody write into the show and tell us if there's a boycott that's ever been largely successful like wasn't that the bp oil spill and they were gonna boycott all of bp any company that did business yeah it doesn't BP. seem to last does no. it no because you need the thing it's not practical whatever boycotts, that thing is boycotts they're providing, is not yeah. practical there's too many rap lyrics about um, gucci sweaters you can't that being said, I've been boycotting Gucci my whole life. Gucci so socks I'm ahead of the game. Me. I never bought. I've never purchased a single Gucci Nav, product. Nav has Gucci socks. Um, Custom eighty bucks for one socks. What he said in the new song, Gucci socks all on my feet. Eighty bucks 80 for one for sock. one sock or something. Um, all right, well, let's let's talk about music. Let's talk about rap. Rap. Yeah, Takashi six nine, baby free six nine, snitch nine. He's coming. He's getting out. Is he because he um, snitched on everybody? Yeah, he snitched on everybody. He's getting nice. out. Um. Well, I don't know. What do Loser. You think? Do you, what do you? Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I've always, ever since I heard his music, and then realized, okay, now this, there's this huge buzz coming about this guy. I was kind of like, eh, I'm just gonna kind of check out, but I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep watching, but I never really picked a side, so to speak. Okay. I like his music. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I. I mean, and a lot of people uh, have a guilty pleasure with his music. Yeah, because I, I'm like weird like that, or maybe normal like that, where I, I treat music kind of sonically. Like if I yeah. if I like the music, I think about it very initially, just as the instrumentation and the feel and and the. I don't think about the persona first. Right. Usually, I mean. Maybe that's inevitable. Sometimes you have, you do, but it's like it's all it depends mixed together, how much they put it out there too. Right? Yeah, but like at first I was like, yeah, I like the screaming rapper. He's cool. He, uh, it's something different. Good flow, right? and he's like a like a new age mystical kind of but like. Yeah, not as it's, fast. Uh, it's East Coast. You know, he's from New York, and that's like uh, there's almost like an onyx kind of yeah. Uh, energy but then to he was it. just uh, maybe I'm getting older too, but he was he's just so much so aggressive. Yeah, you know, and all this like yeah. it's just more of that rap that's supporting, like you were saying earlier, violence. the violence and the drugs and stuff. And it's like, is I mean, there's a place for that kind of rap music, and I certainly get, is. But like, what? I sound like an old head now, but like, what happened to Tribe? You know, yeah. what happened to De La Soul? And I mean, all they're stuff? out there. You know, there's new artists that. I wonder if it, do you think it'll go back to that kind of stuff at all? Or do you think it's going to get more aggressive? There will always be both. Always um, both, and both will always be successful. I mean, uh, you know, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole are still two of the, the best-selling rappers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They they are very very lyrical. I mean, you know, they do some commercial stuff as well. I like sure. how Cole, for example, is mixing it up with like the different types of rappers out there, like uh, he had Lil Pump, and then he yeah, to, to stay relevant. You mean? People were making fun of him a lot for too. being too like just on one flavorless. Side of it. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just like an old, like having that old head got, attitude. What's that like, Twenty One Savage song? He has? A, uh, lot. a lot. Yeah, that's a good See, song. J. Cole, yeah, and J Cole came perfect on that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? J Cole's come around a lot 
I think he realized why he was getting made fun of, and you know, he he put Young Thug on his tour. He's doing some stuff with a little pump, this and that. Um, but I like that. That's like okay, I people are addressing great. me in this way. They're yeah. saying this about me. So he's I'm making gonna meet adjustments. Them. Yeah, I'm gonna make adjustments. Um, so there's a spot. There's a place for intelligent, uh, creative lyricism and shit that's not about violence and shit that is socially aware and emotionally mm-hmm. intelligent. And there's plenty of new uh, rap art- artists that are like that that have pretty good fan bases and do decently well um but like any genre of music the garbage tends to make the most fucking noise and i don't even think it's garbage i don't I love think it's it. garbage either um i'm calling it garbage for colloquial reasons just like sure. in comparison to like tribe and like you know right it's a different kind of music artsy hip-hop. yeah it's different um but i love the 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 crazy shit uh you know like i i said two years ago on the show that i love soldier boy i still love soldier boy I love Takashi. Uh, when I heard Gummo for the first time, my soul was so captivated. I don't know why. Well, yeah, it's just like um, high energy shit. It makes you like and just like it evoked. I don't know. I've I've all, I always had a proclivity toward gangster rap, though mm-hmm. I, I do obviously uh, understand the social problems with sure. it. Sure, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, but there's so much. It just taps into a part of a part of people uh, who like it anyway mm-hmm. um that i think like i'm not an aggressive person but i love that music because it makes me feel like uh when i do feel that way yeah there's you know well, it's, it's like it's you normal. listen to metallica or something or slayer yeah it's like the same thing it's like, it's, it's usually even that kind of sh- those lyrics are sometimes really bad like some of those uh spheres of madness and those weird bands oh, they, that get, have, like, they say some awful shit yeah it's true but you can't really hear what they're saying they're screaming, but, <laughs> yeah but uh it's, it's just a place for that kind of music, and then there's a place for... Yeah, like sometimes you want to satisfy uh, the primitive parts of yourself, the sex, yeah. the violence, the gross shit, the fucking nasty shit, the, yeah. the, the, the vulgar language. That is very satisfying, you know right. what I mean? It's very, very satisfying to just indulge in that shit. Yeah. Uh, but when you're feeling a little more woke, so to speak, it's more satisfying to indulge in, in something a little different. Six Nine's an unfortunate case, man, because you know his career was gonna be incredible. That the the live show, like I don't know if you ever saw any clips when he he was able to do a little bit of a tour in Europe in between legal things. Okay. They allowed him at some point yeah. to go for work purposes, right? To go there and make money. Some of the clips that exist of his live shows out there are just like they look like the most bananas. Really, I've never seen him unbelievable i heard the stories like unbelievable energy you know and that's what really started to really give make people pay attention to him as a as an artist he was more pay attention like people like gummo and they liked a couple of his songs but they knew him more as a troll but when these clips started coming out from europe of these massive seas of people just losing their fucking minds and the energy that he comes with on stage he comes out in full clothes by the end of his set he's literally in his underwear (laughs) soaking wet dripping fucking running around his his stage presence it was incredible i would have loved to see a live show from him unfortunately huh. it's never gonna happen yeah um, too bad he may one day be able to tour the states but it's probably not wise because he'll get murdered mm-hmm. he fucked up big time um See, i don't know how i feel about the snitching the thing, snitching man like, oh when they're when people are you know everybody <laughs> prison sentences and stuff yeah he won't be able to rap about gang yeah, shit anymore that's gang. for sure so if he does get out and come back i don't know what he's going to talk about nobody's going to 
but people still listen to his music now. I was having a conversation with my friends last night, and I was like, I was like, he can't come back, and they're like, yeah, he can. I was like, who's gonna listen to him? And they're like, the same people that been listening to him. Maybe. I was like, that's true. I am gonna listen to him when he comes out. It's like I'm not, like I I don't condone snitching. He was not a street person. Mm-hmm. Like, he was to some degree. He was a, a broke kid in the streets of Brooklyn. He sold some drugs, this and that. Mm-hmm. He was not a gangster. Mm-hmm. He, he joined, really wanted a, to he be, though, joined like, a gang yeah. uh, to advance his rap career. They shouldn't have let him in the fucking gang. Shouldn't have okay? let him in. If you're a street person, you shouldn't have let that kid in your fucking gang. You, he's know, he's, you know he's going to snitch. He's a way out and he's a big fucking heat bag. He's a big sketch bag. Mm-hmm. I don't know any real gangsters, okay? I don't know anybody that's in a real gang. I don't know any real bloods, real crips, nothing like that. I've known some street people in my life. They don't hang around with flashy sketch bag uh, people that you know, are high profile and draw a lot of attention to themselves and draw attention to the fact that they're criminals and draw attention to the fact that they're in a gang. And so if you're a gangster, uh, you shouldn't, you're not hanging around Takashi 6ix9ine. That's the part that I don't understand. Why is there no, why are all these street people that Maybe they wanted a bit of the fame too. Of course, money. They sold out. The artists want to be in the streets. The street guys maybe want to be in the artist realm so they make a little... And from what I understand... A lot of what happened with Nine Trey when Takashi got successful, some of them wanted to take that and say, this is our opportunity to turn our organization into a legitimate business, into yeah. music and merchandise. Right. <laughs> uh, specifically, some of the older members that were want- wanting to end the gang life, they said, this is mm-hmm. our opportunity to turn this into something positive. Mm-hmm. More of the people who were around Takashi were like, Listen, we let you in this gang. We gotta go do some gang shit so that you can prove that <laughs> that you know oh, man. that you're about that life. So now he does this gang shit to prove that he's about that life. The dudes who wanted to turn it into something positive get shut out of Nine Trey. Then there's like a big beef right, riff right. within the, the Nine Trey. Beef, yeah, and then that's when they started backstabbing each other. This see, and that. People see, folks, it doesn't now. work out. And now he ends up getting faced with all this shit. But it's like. How did you let that kid in your gang and not realize that, that was going to happen? Should now, obviously, the gang. he's an idiot and he's a piece of shit for snitching on his boys and shit. But it's like, why was he ever allowed to be involved in these crimes yeah, to begin with? Bad decisions not, all around. He's not a gunman. He's not a hot boy. He's not, you know what I mean? He sold a bit of heroin as a kid, I guess. And he got in trouble for having an underage girl in his video. But mm-hmm. he wasn't a fucking hardened criminal. And they got him to do this shit to prove that he was in the gang. He's an idiot and wanted to prove himself a gangster for social media. And now the so only way he can get shit. out of the large sentence is to, to give everyone's name And up of course and he's going to. Like, is anybody surprised that he's snitching? I'm not surprised. You think not that, surprised. You think he was going to stay tight-lipped and take 47 years when he <laughs> fucking could snitch and get access to his income again? They froze all his income right. until Fuck, he makes a deal. Done. They tried it's to warn him. They tried setup. to warn him. There are people saying that he was that he was a mole to begin with, without mm. even knowing it. That he was mm. kind of pushed, like the feds kind of pushed him toward Nine Trey to get in there, get famous, blow the fuck up, mm. helped his videos and stuff succeed. No, is it just a meme or a joke that it's all connected to that Twenty One Savage stuff? Is that yeah, like a that, joke? Yeah, that to me. It's is not a joke. like he like. Here's yeah, other stuff on other rappers that I know. I do think it's connected. I think they are certainly trying to make an example of rappers. Trying to get right into now. the rap world. Yeah, um, they are. They're done. They're done. They're fed up with rappers 
encouraging yeah. youth to do drugs and right. commit violence. And I agree. Um, but I'm, it's very sad the way they're going about it. Uh, there's been like so many rap arrests already. Like people yeah. are talking about Takashi a lot, but uh, Lil Baby got arrested. Yeah. Uh, well, now the <laughs> the latest one is Y and W Melly. Have yeah, you heard about that? Yeah, actually murders though, right? Yeah, that's a see very when you murder, strange... you will get yeah. arrested and charged. that's a very strange situation. I don't. I've never even heard of this guy to be honest. And now it's it's like anything now. It's just you never heard of something, and then all of a sudden it's the main story. Do you understand how much his views and shit have gone up as a result I, of well, him Well, the being first a time I watched the one song was yesterday, and I saw. Hey, I'm like, has 28 million views. I'm like, I've never heard of this guy. 28 million and I've he, never heard of you? Dude, he has a video and song with Kanye West that came out like two weeks ago. With Weird. Kanye West. You know how many people get when to collab with When did this murder happen? Or is it just... Uh, is the the murder just... was apparently in 2018. He, the charge is just now for it. So he literally... And the, and the other fucked up thing is... Okay, so... Choom Gang, plug. There's myself, Rebel, Jarrell. Let's say we, the three of us... You know, start to pop off, and everybody knows Chum Gang. Things start to go really well. We're on songs together. We're in videos together. Yeah, shits shits popping off. You know, Rebel and Rel get killed. Right. Everybody assumes that's some gang shit. These guys are really about that life. As a result, I start to pop off even more <laughs> because I my friends got killed. I'm in this. I'm involved in this street shit that got my friends killed. This and that. Later, I turn myself in and say, I killed them. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. You know? Oh, he did turn himself in. And it was his own crew that he murdered. Right. You know what Why I mean? So it's it? like, was that's it so like fucking fishy. And they set it up to look like a drive-by. So, I, I, I don't know. There are, theories, weird, there are theories out there. I don't support him. It, I won't listen to his music. No. And he's got this song that came out. This is, this is the big buzz. Yeah, I heard the lyrics to the song. It's right. a song about the whole thing. But that song came out in 2017. Oh, right. So it couldn't have been about it's conspiracy it. guys. So is it is it art? Is it life imitating art? Is it like is the whole thing a false flag? This murder? turning himself in for murder. People say that. Oh, the G Dep. People say that he's innocent. He had nothing to do with it. He's turning himself in to promote that the song. So maybe he never did what? If he'll he never be proven guilty because he didn't actually do it. So apparently it's all oh, a big publicity stunt. man. This guy's going to go away, too. This guy's <laughs> going to come up, 50 million views, theory. and then they just go away. That's one theory. Um, boycott. So, yeah, that, so anyway, he's got a video out with Kanye. I don't like the song or the video. I liked the... Mur See, the Murder on My Mind song, when I first heard it, I thought it was really dope. And I thought the second verse, which is the verse that is about murdering somebody, yeah. was uh, was just really, really good storytelling, really mm -hmm. good songwriting, uh, really emotional. Something that I felt was very rare from that type of artist who does the whiny, auto-tune, yeah. sing-songy, trap stuff. Dark lyrics, yeah. Um, he, he told a story. It was emotional. It, it was engaging and real. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a brilliant song. To find out that <laughs> you know, he might have actually, actually murdered it. his friends. Not a good know. look. Not yeah, good look. so I liked that song when I heard it. And then when I saw he had a song with Kanye, I was like, holy fuck. Like, that's huge. You know what I mean? Kanye doesn't collab with very many people. So then I heard that song, and I didn't like it at all. And I was like, why is Kanye collabing with this fucking guy? And we then, don't know. Uh, Kanye's up to so. some shit. We, don't, we were going to talk about Ye. We were well, planning we should to, still talk about we, Ye. We'll have sure. another one maybe after he goes on Joe, because we want to hear all his thoughts. And then we could... 
Do you think Talk he, about do you it. think he's going to end up going on? I Joe? think he will. I really hope he does. I understand why he's apprehensive about it. It's I mean apparently they talked on the phone and it's a done deal. I think it's just one of those things. But he's scheduling. Yeah, he, he I remember back uh a couple years back Joe also said like Marilyn Manson was coming on that never happened. I think he was going to have Snoop on at one point and now yeah. there's like a weird beef between Snoop and someone who was on Joe's podcast or oh, something. Really? I don't know. I'm not that. sure. But uh, but lately Joe's been true to his. I'm getting like Elon yeah. Musk. I didn't think was actually going to happen. And mm-hmm. Boy, did that ever happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully Kanye happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, without with, obviously there's there, there'll be more to be talked about once he does go on Joe. Um, yeah, for sure. But uh, I'll say that uh, Kanye's. Kanye's music is still really good. Some people say that his music's downclined. It's actually his his. I don't know how much you heard of what good music did this summer with those uh, the five. Albums yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to them. Yeah, killing you know, it. Just little seven track EPs. Telling um, you, anyone who's working with O seven O crew is how on. cool. How cool is that? They know right? he knows what's up. Like right, like he pulls, he finds these people that's just like I don't know, and, and the the competition between him and Drake is hilarious because they're very similar that way. Drake's very good at like finding people on the come up, right, and then working with them, and then yeah, he yeah, gets yeah. bigger and sure. they get a career off of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Drake's yeah. the absolute master of that. Mm-hmm. But Kanye's also been doing that in like a lower key kind of a way, like he. He's gotten like Ty Dolla Sign doing choir vocals. Yeah, kind that of kind stuff. of stuff. Uh, 07, now he's got 070 Shake doing all yeah, these vocals. Yeah, and a lot and of stuff. people still don't know who Shake um, is, but like they, they don't. And I hope that I hope that he brings her out because he has had artists in the past. Like I don't know if you remember when he had like Mr. Hudson was this that white guy that he signed that was a really good right, singer. Right, right, right. He basically just did a bunch of vocals on Kanye's stuff and mm-hmm. then never got his own solo album or mm-hmm. anything like that. Same with somebody like Sai High the Prince, uh, really good. Yeah, rapper, and then kind of fizzled good, out. Never got a solo project still does work on kanye some rappers are just good battle rappers and good verse writers but they don't really make good albums or great albums uh so i hope that 070 shake is not just going to be used as a vocalist for kanye i think she's got some good i probably her she's actually she makes dope music yeah we saw her in a small show in toronto like 100 you saw her live yeah like 150 people um it was like uh, I want to say two years ago or so. Yeah, that would have been when they first started. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, yes, Jules was there too. Like it was like a small venue, but uh, they killed it. Um, and I met my friend Hollywood Khan there. Shout out Hollywood Khan. Um, so let's wrap this up. What's going on with Chum Gang? You guys got that Heartbreaker song out right now? Yeah, Heartbreaker. It's on we just YouTube. Dropped the video for us. So we just dropped uh, Dankonia, the album. Job January first, so that is available on Spotify, Spotify, all that, Apple iTunes. Music, Tomb Gang, uh, Smart Earl dot Smart URL. I still say Earl. <laughs> smart URL dot it slash Dankonia. Uh, it's like Outcast Dankonia, but with Dank instead. Get it? Get um, it, people? Yeah. So we're trying to do a bunch of shows and stuff. Trying to shoot some videos. Uh, yeah, we're really pushing that album because people seem to like it. It's going well. It's that's just a nice little short package that kind of just shows what what the fuck we do. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, the live experience uh, we need to get out there a little more because people people seem to love our live show and we don't get a chance to do it very often. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're trying to do a bunch of shows. The videos and, look crisp. You got it. That's good that everybody's always yeah. Out the quality to the of the video. Gourmet, man. Like everything we do is locally sourced completely. And like, Steve French made the beat. Steve French made so the beat. So that's it's yeah, a total so Chum gang. Homie, yeah. So that's uh, totally operation. a Chum gang original um you know the sample's not cleared but <laughs> hey it's <laughs> aside okay. from that it's a total tune gang original. it's just for fun uh it's just for fun it's just for uh free consumption so yeah uh youtube.com slash tomb room 
uh, that's where you can see the videos and shit. And then uh, the link to the albums in the description, all the videos. Sweet. Um, yeah, man, we could fucking we could go on for hours anytime. Yeah, we man. could. Really we'll do are. another one after Kanye. Maybe we'll, we'll yeah, dissect yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll see if we'll, we still like Kanye after. <laughs> Nothing's gonna stop me. From like, <laughs> honestly, man, that man's music is just like I don't know. It's just it is. Maybe not necessarily like his most recent album, the Yay album, was probably not his best work, but it was still better to me than most music that's out now. Hey, Life of Paul, Paul McCartney works with you, and Elton John wants to work with you, and you make fun of Beck, and he still loves you and wants to work with you. <laughs> then you're there's something a to be said there. All right, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for doing the show, and we'll Thank see you guys next time. Me,